Veterans often get much for their country, but sometimes this time of service can take a toll, and returning to civilian life and re-entering the workforce can pose challenges. This is where psychological science can step in. This is Charles Blue with the Association for Psychological Science, and you're listening to Under the Cortex. To give us some insights on the challenges military veterans face in their transition to the workplace, I have with me David Sherman of the University of California, Santa Barbara, and Steve Shepard of Oklahoma State. Hi, I'm David Sherman. I'm a professor of social psychology in the Department of Psychological and Brain Sciences at the University of California, Santa Barbara. I'm Steve Shepard. I'm an assistant professor of marketing and international business at Oklahoma State University. You both, along with your colleagues, Aaron Kay of Duke University and Alaire McLean of Washington State University, are authors on a paper in Perspectives in Psychological Science that delves into this issue of the challenges that military veterans face when they're getting back into the workforce. Could you tell me just a little bit about this paper, why it was done, and what you were trying to look into? Well, thanks, Charles. So what our research sought to do was to examine the relevance of psychological science to this issue of the transition of military veterans uh, to the workplace. And we think that it can both inform this important social issue, but also studying veterans in their transition can inform the science that we're all engaged in. So in this paper, as an interdisciplinary team in fields like organizational behavior, social psychology, sociology, we examined such topics as how people uh, examine uh, or how people adjust to new cultural environments, um, how stereotypes affect people's uh, perceptions of stigmatized groups, and how people are impacted by the knowledge of those stereotypes. And these are topics that have been studied in among many different groups, but as of yet, had not been applied to uh, military veterans in their transition. And so what we sought to do in this article is to bring this broader research to the community of psychological scientists and to raise questions about how this can help us understand the transition to the workplace. That is a very interesting point. So these are studies that have been done for other groups. How did you notice that there was a dearth for research in military veterans? Was that just an obvious next step or was there a particular point that drew you to that group of people? I think we just noticed this gap in the literature where we have all this research on stereotyping and and discrimination and and just how we perceive and understand other people. And it's it's obviously a very large topic in, in psychology and just not a lot of it was being applied to veterans that seemed to sort of contrast the importance of, you know, understanding veterans and, and the issues that veterans face. There's certainly a lot of work in clinical psychology on veterans, but not so much looking at at least certain parts of the social psychological literature. And so we were interested in bringing a, just bringing a framework and just bringing attention to this, because like David said, there's a lot of um, interesting uh, processes for psychologists to study within this context and among this group, in addition to uh, obviously having the benefit of perhaps providing insights into the issues that veterans might face and how to help address those. I think one of the impetus for the paper came from our collaborator, Aaron Kay at Duke University. He was giving a talk uh, and uh, a veteran who works at hiring other veterans um, approached him and saw his research, which to that point hadn't been on on veterans uh, and their transition. 
but said that a lot of the, the, the psychology you're talking about, about how do people maintain control, psychological control, when their environments don't provide control, or how do people adjust to big changes in their environments? The basic research that Aaron was talking about struck this professional as being really relevant to the work that he was doing, which was trying to hire and promote military veterans. And spurred on by that conversation, Aaron began uh, talking with both uh, Steve and myself, and together we initiated a number of different empirical projects, research projects, where we're collecting our own data with veterans and about veterans, as well as this integrative review paper uh, that we just published. I think that's an important point to bring up to our listeners in that this paper that you're publishing now is not necessarily that you went out and you you interviewed uh, military veterans or you talked to people in the workplace, but you looked at the existing body of research to come up with conclusions. Could you explain that a little bit more? What were these sources and what did they start to tell you? So some of it is us summarizing some of our own research that we have done recently on stereotyping veterans on issues of control and and people feeling a lack of personal control in their lives and applying that to veterans. Um, So we do summarize some of that recent research that we've done. And in addition, each of the authors, you know, coming from slightly different perspectives within social psychology, uh, different backgrounds um, and different uh, areas of focus. And uh, we just saw some key areas and key theories that we thought applied really well to understanding these issues. And so we wanted to highlight some of those, just given our, uh, our background and our expertise. They're certainly not exhaustive. Uh, it's not an exhaustive list of theories that might be relevant to this, but we just wanted to highlight some of them and show how um, these and other theories might be used to help understand veterans. And so we take some of the recent research we've done and then also look into the work that has been done Um, on veterans and uh, just the military in general, and just seeing these connections between these different uh, observations and how they seem to fit together with the theories that we were talking about. People hadn't explicitly made those connections yet, but you just see, um, you know, what existed in the literature already. You can see different pieces starting to come together and make sense within these, these theories and frameworks that we're working with. So what you're trying to do is apply sort of existing paradigms to a a specific group of people who may have sort of unique aspects to consider. For example, you talked about this concept of control, which I can imagine coming from a very controlled environment like the military to something a little more loose like a workplace could be a difficult transition. Is that something that is particularly relevant here? When people move from an environment that has uh, a lot of control to an environment that uh, doesn't have uh, as much control, uh, they seek ways of asserting their control or finding meaning when that, that meaning or control is threatened. And this led us to examine empirically in some new research that we do draw on in the paper, the experience of veterans and their perceptions of their first work environment. So, What we found was that for people, veterans and non-veterans alike, when they experience or perceive more control in a new environment, they feel a greater sense of work efficacy uh, in that environment. And this line of research, which is still something that we're working on, exemplifies 
how we can take a theory of compensatory control that has been applied in other domains and then try to apply it in this new domain to shed light on what might be the experience of people as they're encountering a new work environment. So this is more advice given to people in the psychological sciences rather than trying to be prescriptive or advice for veterans themselves? Or am I approaching it from a different point? Who actually is going to be benefiting by reading this paper and, and how will it get down to helping veterans? I think in part, it's, it's a call for researchers, like you said, to look at this topic and these issues and think about how their area of study and how their expertise, um, the theories that they work with might be relevant to better understanding these issues. I think that each of the streams of research that we talk about have implications for, you know, practitioners and and have some implications for just the real world, basically beyond, um, you know, the world of research. And I think that some of those might be useful, you know, pretty immediately, although obviously we have to do a lot more future research to, you know, test these things in in the field. But I think that there might be some um, interesting ideas and insights for people who, might be looking to hire veterans or help veterans get hired, um, veterans themselves. So I think that the paper would have, you know, the potential to be applicable to a lot of different people. I think the the research that Steve led, uh, which is part of an earlier paper, has a lot of application for both potential for both veterans and how they present themselves in different job settings by understanding how employers stereotype veterans and select or see them as being more appropriate for some jobs rather than others because of the stereotypes that they hold. Wow, that's interesting. I I notice that on any application that is being done, particularly in the federal government and and in other places like nonprofits and societies and associations, there's a specific call out for people who have veteran status. So that is actually something that is presented early on in the hiring process. So it's apart from other categories of people, this is something that is actually drawn out for employers to look at very early. Does that raise problems? Do you think, is that something that could be part of the stereotype you're looking at, or is it something more of just dealing with people after they're in the workplace? This is not part of your research. That's fine. I was just (laughs) curious. Yeah. that, That raises some interesting questions to the extent that you can identify someone as a veteran earlier in the hiring process, I'm going to assume that those are that part of, you know, the hiring process that that is there to try and benefit veterans in some way. It does offer opportunity for veterans to be selected out or selected in different ways earlier in the hiring process, because maybe other features of an applicant that might be subject to stereotyping, those might not be found out until later on. And so, this might introduce um, some uh, potential for biases earlier on in the process. So that's kind of, that's an interesting thought. I think that it gets to the point too, that we don't, a lot of people have positive views of veterans. And so the stereotypes that we look at, they are more positive in a way, or at least there's a, there's a positive way to kind of construe them. And so, you know, it's, it's an interesting set of stereotypes because a lot of people might hold these stereotypes to have favorable views of veterans. So in your paper, do you come up with any specific recommendations or suggestions for the psychological science community early on? What's a good way that we can move forward from now with the information you're providing? Well, I think one is to 
consider your theories in light of this group and this set of issues. There's been a lot of research that's been done on kind of barriers to advancement of particular groups in the workplace, women in kind of executive positions, for example. So theories that have been applied to try to understand the barriers that keep people from advancing from disparate groups. There's a lot of research on prejudice, a lot of research on stereotyping, stereotype threat, the experience or the perception that you may be judged as a member of your stereotype group. And all of these have a potential application for understanding military veterans and their transition to the workplace. So for psychological science, we encourage them to think about how their theories may be applicable uh, in this issue. And what we found is that it sheds uh, new light on, on the basic processes that we're studying, considering compensatory control uh, from the perspective of veterans and their experience in the workplace helped us understand the, the theory better and advance the theory better. And, and similarly for Stephen Aaron's work on perceptions of, of veterans and stereotypes of veterans. One thing is just some basics. So as part of this project, we dug deep into uh, the, the military literature ourselves, to, and, and that, was, uh, that was enlightening. And, and to try to take this field of, of, uh, of psychology, of psychological science, that we were less familiar with, and to try to pose a bridge between you know, ourselves and our theories in social psychology and organizational behavior into this, into this field. And so doing, we started to uh, learn more about this problem and, and, um, and, and the, the depths of this problem and, and kind of caught our eye as something that we really want to learn more about. For example, to kind of put uh, some statistics to the, to the problem that we're talking about or the issue we're talking about, LinkedIn uh, analyzed all of their employees uh, who are on the LinkedIn service. And they want to characterize uh, the extent of this problem of veteran underemployment. And they defined underemployment um, as having a, a bachelor's degree or higher and still being, and being on an hourly wage. So that was their operationalization. And what they found was that among the hundreds of thousands or the, the many, many users of LinkedIn, this underemployment held pretty steady for non-veterans over the past uh, 10 years. But for veterans, it increased dramatically from about 11% 10 years ago to about 34% uh, in 2019. That's a and huge so, jump. It is. It is. It kind of struck us. And so this is a complicated problem. And so in our paper, we kind of use statistics like that as, as a jumping off point to say, what are the different factors, both social psychological and sociological, that can help us un explain the experience of, of veterans in their transition. And we came up with a, you know, a, a model of kind of five overlapping factors that we think are central. It's a way of kind of organizing uh, the literature. Like David said, we have these five different kind of uh, factors that, that might affect uh, military veterans' uh, experience after leaving the military. So trauma during service is, you know, one, uh, a major one. We need to look at things like physical disability, but also um, mental health issues. And those are pretty well, you know, studied, you know, by different fields, clinical psychology being one. 
Also, uh, self-selection and uh, military selection. So who joins the military and what leads certain types of people, for lack of a better word, to join the military? Who gets into the military based on the military's standards? Socialization within the military, so the military culture and just the 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 uh, the culture of the, the military and the institution. And then we look at uh, also um, self-stigma and stereotype threat, as well as discrimination. You know, from our perspective, where we saw the most opportunity to contribute and where kind of there was more of a gap is on the stereotyping side of things, discrimination, also offering new insights into um, socialization in the military um, and how that can contrast with civilian life and the civilian workforce and where that you can get friction there and some sort of just, they don't always match up very well and that can make the transition more difficult. And, and these five different factors can overlap in different ways and sort of reinforce each other. Or, um, there's sort of an intersection between them. In addition to being stereotyped based on just military you know, experience of being a veteran, um, you can also introduce like mental health stigma into that as well. And being stereotyped or stigmatized because of or the assumption that they have some kind of trauma or, or mental health issues like PTSD, for example. So that's just one example where um, these different factors can overlap and just have this additive effect. So where do we go from here? Are there specific recommendations that you make? Or would this be more just a helpful body of knowledge that folks in the profession can reference as they're trying to deal and, and figure out how to deal with um, military veterans in the workforce. We're, we're hopeful that this will be useful for practitioners, for people involved in uh, hiring and human resources, because it takes a different perspective on this issue. It looks at the, the kind of social psychological perspective that we bring to it, takes the perspective of the, the individual in the situation. How are their experiences uh, shaped by the, the larger situational forces and how do they, they in turn shape uh, the situations uh, in which they're in? And this social psychological perspective can also inform interventions. One of the sections of the paper, we discuss social psychological interventions have been used in other settings, like academic settings, where people do experience uh, threats to belonging or stereotype threat, and how interventions that have been crafted in other fields could be applied profitably in this context. So, for example, work by Nicole Stevens, who's a professor at Northwestern University, has created uh, panels where first-generation college students um, and continuing-generation college students talk about the strengths uh, that they bring based on their experience to academic settings. And so she has uh, this, uh, several papers have been published on this intervention approach. And this intervention communicates to students that what they may feel is something that sets them apart as a liability uh, can also be a, a source of strength, and it's led to uh, reductions of stress and improvement in academic performance. This type of intervention has potential to be something that an organization could use during the onboarding process, and it gives a set of tools and a set of theories that could be applicable and for them to consider. So, where we go next, I think, is, is for us to continue 
our to continue our research and, and, and writing about this. And hopefully others will consider their theories in light of this issue as well. And with an article in Perspectives on Psychological Science, we're hopeful that the broader uh, community of people who are looking to psychology for answers, for perspectives on how to address these problems, um, that people uh, looking in uh, will find something that is, uh, is, is useful for them as well. I'd also like to add that um, as part of this uh, entire project, which we've been working on for several years, we've had the uh, we've, we've had the opportunity to discuss these ideas with 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 many veterans and, and seek out veteran student uh, organizations at our universities, as well as uh, veterans who are working in the in the corporate world um, to try to um, help other veterans um, advance and succeed, and so. Uh, our research has been informed not just by the theories that we we have studied for a long time, but also by these conversations, experiences, um, you know, focus groups that we've uh, conducted with veterans themselves. Um, and so that's been a real uh, profitable uh, aspect of this research and something that we look forward to continuing. And I also should mention that APS has a commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we've been doing a fair bit of training and looking at our policies but military veterans are, are conspicuous by their absence in all of that discussion. And is that a problem that you see in many places? Or is this something that really should be not necessarily brought on par, but at least brought into that thought process as well? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that that's, um, it's a really important part of the um, diversity of our workforce, of diversity of our country. And so uh, to the extent that we could contribute to that in, in different ways, we're happy to. At Duke University, we recently launched the, the, Veterans, the Veterans Transition Research Initiative. And part of this is to be uh, a center for the study of veterans uh, as, a, as a group. And one goal of that is to also identify veterans who are interested in doing this themselves um, so that they could be part of as they are, uh, but working uh, with us and informing us um, collaboratively about their their own experiences. We're hopeful that that will contribute to enhancing the diversity of, of our institutions and of our science. Thank you very much. I have been speaking with David Sherman and Steve Shepard, who have uh, been kind enough to talk about their uh, recently published paper in Perspectives on Psychological Science about the challenges that military veterans face in their transition to the workplace. Thank you both for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to.